Hey there, folks. Chances are, if you've been in real estate investing for a while, you've heard of the whole Burr concept where you buy a property, you fix it up, you renovate it, you then uh, get it rented out, then you refinance it, pull out most, if not all of your capital, and then hopefully you repeat that process. So most people are accustomed to that with single family homes. But our guest today, Mr. Matt Goddard, zooming in all the way from our nation's capital, beautiful Ottawa, he's taken this to another level. He does this with much bigger deals, like 10 unit type buildings. So Matt, excited to hear how you do what you do. Plus you do development deals. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm glad to share as much as I can and, and you know, demystify what's going on is the burrs for multi-units. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm just curious, did you start off doing big burrs or did you start off doing little burrs or how, what, what did, what got you into real estate in the first place? Yeah. So um, I was doing like property management stuff, like, you know, superintendent maintenance, this kind of stuff. Uh, but when I got to, um, to real estate started with flips, we went to multi-unit burrs right away. And now we're doing development. So all right, very good. Um, so are you still doing burrs or, or completely yep, focused? Yeah, on, we're still on development. No, we're still doing the burrs, uh, mostly in New Brunswick. So all right, very good. Nice market for that. So that that was a nice kind of way to get into real estate investing. You're getting paid to learn. You're managing on yes. somebody else's dime. You got to deal with tenants and toilets, but make a salary doing it. Not a bad yeah. way to learn learn the learn the ropes. Then you say you got started with. Uh, with single family home type flips, was that in and around Ontario or, or in New Brunswick? Yeah, so that was like Ottawa and Ottawa Valley sort of area. We actually closed on our first flip, what, March 2020? Um, when all of a sudden everything decided to change and yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. our second deal and lawyers and brokers and everyone disappeared and didn't know what was going on, but it was uh, a good <laughs> learning experience. That's for sure. It certainly was. All right, so well, that's that's not very long ago in the big picture. And then you went from that to doing larger type property burrs. That's a big jump from doing a single family home to a multifamily burr in a different province. How did you make that happen? Um, I didn't, it wasn't even on my radar. So I ran into someone that was coaching me. They were kind of doing that. They did like a 10 unit. And I was like, well, they're flip, flipping that. Um, so, you know, they're doing 10 at the same time I'm doing one, I should maybe just do that. Uh, and New Brunswick seemed to be the market that fit my criteria. And so we ended up, uh, starting to do that in New Brunswick and yeah. Nice. So did you partner up with those guys or did you find your own deal from the get go? Um, no, I didn't partner up specifically with those people, but, uh, I did partner up with someone. So, okay. uh, I'm a very big fan of like teamwork. Um, you know, working together with, with whoever, uh, kind of fits, fits like a puzzle piece for that deal. Right. So, yeah. So over the last few years, how many big burrs have you done? Uh, so we've done, uh, three or four buildings. So it's like three properties, uh, in New Brunswick, um, 14, eight and two tens, and we're closing on another 11, uh, in the next two weeks, week and a half. Very nice. um, and then 
we have a few more hopefully lined up to close on before the end of the year. So, well, that that is awesome, Matt. So, what are you finding works best for you guys to find these kind of properties? Because I know there are so many real estate investors looking for multifamily properties, especially yeah. in the Maritimes these days, because Ontario's crazy and BC's crazy. So uh, it seems like you found quite a few of them and you're getting decent deals. Yeah. Uh, almost every single one's been different, to be honest. Yeah. There's no magic formula. I've found, like, if you include my flips, I found a few on market MLS, uh, Kijiji, just some of them building relationships with uh, my realtors and stuff. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, it, it's a team event for me. So the realtors are, you know, go-to people. They, they have yeah. the pulse of what's happening in the area. And yeah, so every single one's almost getting, different. When you're first getting started with that, Matt, how did you get realtors to take you seriously in New Brunswick? You're this guy out of province, no track record and doing big burrs at, at that point. Yeah. How did you get that first deal landed and get taken seriously? It, to be taken, it was oh, a truthful. I was just being truthful with them. I, I told them I haven't closed on a property this big, and but this is what I want to do. I want to do this and this, and this is why. You know, I'm working with other people. Like, uh, you know, maybe I've invested in this particular deal. Like, I have experience, right? So I'm ex- talking about my experience, but just being honest um of what my plan is and just trying to have some healthy communication with them yeah i know that makes a lot of sense it's relationship building right like uh i'm not there to to pull the wool over anybody's (laughs) eyes over someone's eyes exactly exactly hey so the first it sounds like you got a bit of a a process now especially in new brunswick you've got a i'm sure you got a teams or, or multiple teams to help you out there but that first deal that must have been a little bit challenging finding the right contractors, managing everything from a distance. Yes. Can you walk us through that and what were some of your big takeaways from all of that? Um that it's important, especially if you're from a distance, to have that team. Just full stop. To have what if you don't have, have that a team there, like a, a team, full team yes. con- contractor or 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 plumber electrician. Um Thankfully, really early on, I was able to find like a good contractor uh, in town. And so, so was that much- kind of fluke luck, or did you vet a for, number? For, of them? Because it's not very hard to make it yeah. find a team. It's very hard to find a good team. Yeah. So it was through referral. I'm really a fan of referral. So I'll talk to real estate agents. Like that was my only point of contact at the time. Started there. Um, met with them and talked with them. I have some like past history as a contractor myself. So like the, nothing was, you know, making my alarm bells ring or anything like, like that. So um, it was, it's through referrals. People aren't going to refer people that, you know, steal or do crap work. So. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense, especially, especially the realtors. Cause they want repeat business from you. They want you to keep coming back and buy more, more properties yeah. from them. Okay, good. So having a really good team on the ground, you found the team focusing on referrals initially from your your realtor because that was your one and only point of contact. Now, three, four deals later, what what has stayed the same? What has changed with the team? Any big learnings over the 
course of yeah. doing multiple deals like this? So we, when I started, I had a full-time job still. Um, and, but since I left that job, uh, we've tried to like vertically integrate some of the processes. So what's changed is that we're, we're taking on a, a bit more of a management role internally. Um, and I'm, you know, You're uh, it. I don't necessarily have a family. Yeah, I'm it, right? I have a yeah. family. I have the experience. So I, 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 and I like to travel. So I'll travel back and forth if there's any, like, some boots on the ground kind of stuff that needs to be done myself because I kind of enjoy it. Uh, but we're working on phasing that out because it's not going to be scalable, right? Right. Um, and then it's just making sure everything's properly organized. And that's okay, part of so, building a new business almost. So you started off real estate wise as a property manager, as you were a hands-on kind of person in other people's yeah. properties, helping them to manage. You started doing these deals at a distance. Sounds like you're outsourcing management for a while. And then as soon as you became fully self-employed as a real estate entrepreneur. You brought that back on because you got Absolutely. you got the know-how, but there, are, there must be challenges doing it from afar. So again, you're looking at how can you take that off your plate? So what's what are the thoughts there, Matt? Are you Do you have so, enough units there to hire that's in-house the thing. or what are you going to do? Yeah, so there's two elements. One is um, really learning to kind of rely on some technology where it fits into the processes. Mm-hmm. The other side of it, like security systems, whatever, this kind of stuff. The other side is um, not just buying properties willy-nilly everywhere. Uh, the idea for me is to, yeah, the idea for me is trying to get, you know, 50 to 100 within maybe a 45-minute like diameter um, and go go from there. That way you have a bit of a concentration in the market. You know, you can have a part-time, full-time position be filled uh, and you're, you have like vested interest there as well already. Yeah. So at, at what point does it make financial sense to hire somebody part-time? And then at what point does it make sense, in your opinion, to hire somebody full-time? Um, it's around that part-time is probably around that 50, like part-time handyman kind of. So a handyman uh, slash property manager type person. Yeah. Caretaker kind of person. Um, it's probably around 50. Once you get to about a hundred, you're probably going to have a full-time person that might be pulling a little bit of handyman, but also some maybe administrative work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, you know, if we can keep as much of the administration and, and this kind of work uh, remotely so that, you know, we can have 50 properties here, 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 and here, mm-hmm. and one person taking care of all that backend stuff. That seems like for the us, that maintenance seems type like a, stuff primarily, the handyman stuff primarily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then as much as we can take off of their plate, I feel that it's makes the most a lot efficient. of sense. Yeah. So, what have you seen just out of curiosity that? makes that easier this day these days is it mostly software or is this the idea of outsourcing perhaps to a virtual assistant somewhere combination of both what do you what do you think of that it's a bit of a combination of both i feel it's probably the software that's allowing you know um maybe it's someone that's partially retired that worked in the industry 
or mm-hmm. someone that does have another job they're doing it part time. But now this software is allowing them to uh, have an organized understanding of of what's going on at these properties. Um, you know, video, photo, um, signing virtually, all these things can be done now. Um, and they can handle that. Right? Uh, and it's not like geographically. Uh, so, so theoretically, your handyman wouldn't even need to show somebody a unit necessarily. You could, you could do potentially, theoretically not. I, I mean, I kind of like that because by our process, you know, you do a little bit of vetting with the inquiry, and then that kind of get the gut feeling about the person. Yeah, yeah, you get a gut feeling better in person. But in theory, um, you know, we could videotape every unit that goes up uh, once it's renovated and virtual tour if we need to. Um, but I do kind of like the in-person for the showings really and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, no, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Exciting stuff. So now you're starting to branch out into doing development deals in, I believe, around Ottawa, your neck of the woods in Ottawa. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. What have you done so far? What are your plans? What's uh, what's the big transition from doing renovations to doing, you know, top to ground to feeling yeah. construction? Well, it's a, a huge step. So um, our properties, New Brunswick, we're talking half million type size. Um, here we're talking a $20 million development. Hmm. Um, we came across this land, this piece of land in Ottawa. It's the east end of Ottawa. Uh, it's along the they have a transit way going in. It's along the new light rail transit. And uh, it's sort of a prime location to do a development. Uh, so we're doing a six-story development that's, uh, it's a mixed-use hotel and commercial. So wow. um, originally, the thing with development, which was curious, or was, which was interesting, is the city's developing this plan for this new area, right? Uh-huh. It doesn't exist, the, their secondary plan. So we're part of that process as early on as we could be so that we can kind of um, work with the city and have this sort of win, 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 win scenario where everybody is happy, right? The community, the city, we are our investors and everything, so. Very yeah, cool, so what's the timeline for this whole project? When do you think so you've got the land right now. Have you yep. done anything we've else? Yeah. So we, we've done all the reports that we needed to do for the city. Uh, we've submitted our, what's called the site plan and a zoning bylaw amendment. Um, and just the other week, we received like our first sort of round of comments back from the city and the public. Mm-hmm. And everything seemed really well. Like it was, because we worked with them so much in the beginning, it was mostly clarification things as opposed to any, like concerns objections exactly and so um yeah we're just working on getting those all responded to and by the end of the year you know we're going to be sitting there with our approvals and then we're going to decide what to do from there so then you're going to be kind of like well i don't know you're not are you shovel ready at that point or are you still working on plans and blueprints yeah so there would be plans and permits that would need to be ready or that would need to be pulled for it to, to be shovel ready, I'd say. Okay. Um, but we're also considering 
you know, uh, are we going to bring on new more partners to strengthen that file so that we can actually go through the development, or are we going to sell it uh, at that yeah. point to because you've created massive value there, right? So at this, just let, so that I understand here, Matt. So you guys got the land under contract or purchased or or whatever, and this whole process up until now has had to do more with zoning. Would that be fair to say? Or yeah, zoning and what's called site plan approval. So just the preliminary sort of well site plan and the concept of what it what is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, very, very yeah. cool. So yeah, and and each step that you take along the way that gets approved, obviously, increases yeah. the value of that land Absolutely. phenomenally. Right. And so by the time if if you decide that you don't want to go through the whole pain in the ass and hassle of actually building it. You yeah. can sell the deal as is, shovel ready, to a developer. Well, and there's different levels of that as well, isn't it? Because I mean, you could you could go to the next step and have all the blueprints created and and all the exactly. So there, and everything. there's a few so exits. Yeah, so there's a few exits, and there's some that kind of yield a you know a more efficient return for us. Yeah. Um, and so for us, we've seen it at those approvals is sort of that one inflection point. Uh, and if we go to build, I mean, we're going, we're, we're going to build it. We're probably going to hold it and add that to our portfolio as a nice little. Very cool. So yeah. without giving away too many details, can you give us kind of a, a gist of the value that you've already added to this property just from what you guys have been going through so far? Yeah, so it, it's a little bit interesting because unlike other places, say you're halfway through renovation, you can still consider at, like value's been added. Uh, but with the paperwork aspect, it's nothing. There's you know no approvals, no the, value add. The the dirt still all looks the, all the same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's not until someone puts ink to paper and the approvals there that all of a sudden, oh, now the value's added. Now it's there. Yeah. So. Um, on on paper, you know, we're let's say around a million that the purchase was, uh -huh. um, a little bit more than half uh, a million in some of these soft costs and holding costs and everything. We'll have it for about two years at this point. So like um, now it's up to one point five. Yeah, and then our appraisal is like uh, in and around let's say two and a quarter, uh, or a little bit more than that. Yeah. So it's a fairly decent lift um, for. Or paperwork, right? Yeah, well, um, you know, seven seven hundred and fifty grand is nothing to sniff at for no getting a few approvals and shuffling some papers around and and this uh, is a thing <laughs> mixing and mingling with the local city officials. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good payday. And, but and, yeah, yeah, if you take no, it to ahead. the next level, then it's this right, right. Mm -hmm. Um, there's definitely a lot of lift when you take it to the next level. Uh. But there's and a I lot mean, of there's a lot of a risk, lot risk and expense as well, correct? I mean that's exactly especially on your first a very one. Strong file, first one. So you know the lender is going to want to see substantial liquid assets. They're going to want to see uh, substantial experience uh, or significant experience, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, and it being our first one, we're more than happy to bring on partners. Mm -hmm. But if we, you know, if we can't quite assemble assemble that Avengers team, then we'll let we'll let a a third party take care of it. 
Got it. All right. So I see. So you, you're kind of keeping your options open. If yep. you can get that Avengers team, you'll do it. If you can't, you'll you'll sell it to somebody, pocket a nice three quarters of a million dollar profit, and go on to the next thing. That's the idea. That's the idea. Not a bad, <laughs> not bad choices. A and B are both pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and you know what? At the end of the day, we get to like I'm from I'm from the area, right? Like uh, with the crossroad, that's pretty much. Every other day, I might drive by there. So if I don't build it, someone else did, does. I still get the joy of looking at that building. Once Most stuff. definitely. So. Exactly. That's exciting stuff, man. So Matt, talk talk to me as, as we're wrapping things up a little bit about your experience with bringing on capital partners, joint venture partners. You know, how how have you been financing all of these wonderful real estate deals that you've been doing so far? Uh, it's various different ways the answer is it depends yeah <laughs> as yeah. as it is for most um well, well let's let's take a I, look at the yeah because i think we can get our heads around those absolutely um so i almost use exclusively private funds um i think it's a great method of relationship building um things can kind of uh move a little bit faster um and you can fund you know, based on appraisal as, as opposed to based on purchase price and this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, so when you say private funds, that can look a whole bunch of different ways. It can be joint venture partners coming on with equity. Yeah. It can be debt partners, you know, with yeah. a second mortgage. What, what kind of stuff have you typically? It's, yeah. So it's a mix. So it's uh private mortgages, you know, either cash, Olympia, maybe for a second. Um, so that's all debt. Joint venture uh, is there as well. So it's probably, I mean, I don't know what the average split is, but it's, you know, three of one and one of the other or something, you know. Uh, are you sometimes wise. doing a bit of a mix on some properties where you're doing a bit of both? Yeah. So, yeah. So the both, all the properties are a bit of both. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, so every part, every property has whether it's debt or equity or, or whatever um, involved. And are you typically using the equity partners for purchase and the debt partners for renovations? Is that kind of how it's been structured? So um, no, not quite. I mean, it will like we'll purchase with uh, we'll purchase with the debt, and then I'd say the equity, if anything, is probably coming on for some of the renos. Okay. Um, and so then they stay on for sort of the long term. Um, got it because it's, it's not as easy to get their capital back out as fast yeah yeah and again uh like i mean i tell people this but sometimes they don't like to hear it but i'm not necessarily in here to, to have every penny for myself like I, I tell people i'm not here to make the money which doesn't bode well when you talk about investment but it's uh you know as if i can share then i'm, I'm, I'm you know i don't mind sharing so if my investors my equity partners come in i don't mind sharing in, in, in for the long term, perpetuity, um, yeah, 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 because uh, it, it just wouldn't happen without them, well, you know. Yeah, and maybe, sense. maybe it'd be a big deal, but again, it's for me, it's a team event. Everyone gets a ring at the end of the Super Bowl, well, yeah. the winners, and um, <laughs> and you know, everyone on the team that's involved, I think, should get a, a, a you know, a, a reward. Yeah, yeah, a return. That makes a lot so, of sense. Yeah. 
Awesome, Matt. Well, you're up to great things. You've done a lot in a short period of time. I wish you all the best of luck with this exciting development project. Either option sounds great. Uh, so whichever one works <laughs> yep. out best for you, I, I hope it works really, really well. If people want to connect with you, what can they do? Uh, you can find me either on Facebook or Instagram. And it's just my name, Matthew Goddard. Um, you know, my face has a beard on it, so it sticks out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Matt. Well, thanks for being on the show. And everybody else, thanks for tuning in. We'll take it. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.